What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and I'm here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, special guest, repeat guest. Haven't had him on in a while since we got to talk about Worlds Away. Did not get to talk about this book. God damn it, what is wrong with us? <laughs> but we are here to talk about his current campaign. This is Damian Beckton. Here we are talking about Senate Takes All, and this is a different realm for you. And trying not to die, I felt you leaning in this direction. Right, right. And Nottingham... You know, I'm feeling like, okay, he's he's kind of getting into this into this mode. Right, right, right. Superstitious, dark, mythological world mm -hmm. that that seems to take a little bit more shape in this storyline that you're basically putting out there. So yeah. Um if, yeah, if you if you could talk if you could talk about Santa Takes Off for a little bit. Yeah, um, you know. Like you said, it is a little bit different because every story that I naturally, you know, I grew. I think we talked about this last time. We talked about like, hey, I grew up on Final Fantasy. I grew up on all these fantasy and video games and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So, Center Takes All um, is a little bit different, but it's a story that I've always uh, that I've always wanted to tell, or the type of story that I've always wanted to tell. Um, it it's it's a human story. It's a very grounded gritty type story and one of the biggest inspirations of it is um, another video game or another even tv show that uh, really popular is the last of us i really um center takes all is about two people I actually cut it down from two to from three to two people okay um they at the beginning of the story they sell their souls to the devil or to a demon um, in exchange for all their dreams coming true. And then they get these premonitions of what's going to happen to them after they leave this world, after they leave this earth. And they get they get another once in a lifetime opportunity to kind of get mm -hmm. that back. And at, at the and you kind of get the feeling that, you know, this demon character, his name is Josiah. Um, this mm -hmm. demon character is kind of pulling all the strings and they just he's just making it worse. He's really setting them up. Um, but they get an opportunity to um, to win their soul back. Um, but the only catch is they have to commit these heinous, awful, terrible sins. And I really wanted to explore how desperate we would we would go, or how desperate we can get as people yeah. to kind of achieve what we want to achieve, whether it's becoming a famous writer or becoming a a or becoming a famous music artist um are oh, we willing man. to go to those lengths um but yeah I'm, I'm really excited for how it's turning out um and sunando sunando c straight shout out to sunando dope dope artist yeah i like the incarnation that you chose you chose that the character of josiah who was in incarnation of the devil is a child yeah um one of the one of the reasons that we chose that and we had different ideas um but i wanted to kind of play with uh society like what is the most the what is the most uh innocent kind of person in our fucked up america what would they think um mm -hmm. is a one of the most innocent type person and it was like a little white kid uh no one's gonna it's blonde sister. hair blue eyed yeah um so i kind of wanted to flip it and say hey you know looks aren't as looks aren't aren't what they always seen um and that character josiah chose this this 
view because he's aware of all this stuff. He's not a he's not an idiot. He knows what it's like in America. Um, you know, those, those are just some small things. Um, and you know, I'm not gonna beat you over the head with it. Um, but he did he that character was intentional when he chose a, a little blonde eyed, blue eyed kid. Yeah. Um, walking around Earth. Well, it's it's comes to light in some of the details of the preview pages that you highlighted in the Kickstarter. You tend to have a sense of looking over the world and seeing humans to have an aura about themselves. Mm -hmm. And it is almost like the choice that the devil makes of who to strike at first. Mm -hmm. Like it's seeing somebody with very positive energy to have a glowing response to them, mm -hmm. uh, more like a yellow aura. Yeah. Uh, but then the people that he sees sort of an evil in are mm -hmm. in decay and are almost just looking like an unabashed mess. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things that we actually worked on. You know, I always liked the story in my in my brain. It was like, OK, um, but, you know, comic books is a visual medium. You have to that has to be some something that pops out. And that was one of the last things that we added to it um, was how can we make how can we differentiate this from all the sell your soul from the devil type stories was right. Um, you know, all of us has, well, not in this universe, not everyone has a soul because some of them might have sold their soul away already. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, one of the things that I, I thought about was like, how can we make it different? Um, so everyone has a soul, but everyone's soul will look different in their soul. Um, when the devil sees them, you know, it reflects who they are. It reflects what they've been. It refl reflects what they've done in their life. But it's also reflecting what they can be. He can see that. He said, "Hey, this person, you know, I can see this person has that desperation. Some and yeah. then this kid has that fire in them. If I can push him a little bit further, I can make him even more hot-headed. I can make him even more fucked up." Mm -hmm. um, but I, I like the fact that when you write into the the care the uh, I guess the the emotion of hopelessness mm -hmm. and how it is a take on feeding for the devil where mm -hmm. he he describes it as tasty and delicious yeah. you know it's uh it's it's almost something that can be consumed yeah and that's one of the things i actually really liked writing too um because i wanted to give that character a kind of a motivation i didn't want him to just be josiah i didn't want him to just be this you know this character or this demon type character just being evil for evil's sake he want he wants their soul he wants to not just have it he wants to consume it he wants to he wants to eat it he wants to have it he wants to be satisfied um and we're go you know if we're lucky enough to get this book um funded we're gonna see a little bit more about how he pushes that into uh even he makes them even worse or he wants to he sets them up in a way that he uh, he makes this the characters even more desperate um, because he's just that he's just that type of dude. Um, he's not a good dude at all. Um, he's very manipulative, as as you would expect. Yeah. Um, but but I did like writing that um, because you know there's been times where I, I that desperation, like hey, I think we talked about this last time, dog. Uh, mm -hmm. Like. You know, I told you if this comic book thing is going to happen, it's going to have to happen right now. Mm -hmm. I promise you, man. Like, you know, I see 
shout out to the homies. Um, but I see all the people that I'm coming up with. Hey, they they're making moves, man. And I'm like, dog, what am I like? I said, what is wrong with my life? How come I'm not popping like so and so? And shout out to them because they're doing it the right way. Um, you know, but I'm like sometimes not to I say feel- that you're not doing it the same way because you have some very successful campaigns and you've been making yeah. brilliant ass stories, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. In a matter um, of two years, you know, you're right. <laughs> like you hey. got some cats that've been out here for about like a good ten, and not to say that they're stagnant or anything, but it's almost like in the same mode. You, we're talking uh, well, 2021, three years. Let's just say yeah. that we're a, a couple months in. Yeah, true sure that. Um, say that. Hey, I a hey, dog. Hey, real talk. I appreciate that because you know it's only human to get in that mode, that desperation mode. Like, Hey man, so-and-so's popping. How come I'm not popping like so-and-so? And that's really where a lot of that, you know, a lot of the, those motivations of these characters that um, Dina, who's going to be one of our main characters. Hey, mm-hmm. she wants to be a writer. She wants to be published. Mm-hmm. You know, I got that from somewhere. Like, honestly, that's me. You know, I don't think I would take it that far, but you know, I like to exaggerate these characters. I like the, you know, am I, would I really do this stuff if I really wanted it that bad? Cause I really do want right. to, I want to be the next Brian Michael Bendis. I want to be the next yeah Jonathan Hickman. What am I willing to do what Dina does in this story to become a famous writer? Um, but those are, those are the questions that I ask or those are the characters that I, that I examine in this film. Who are aside from Dina? Who is this other poor, unfortunate soul? Uh, you know, if I had more money, I would have put that. <laughs> if I could pay Sunando a little bit more, uh-huh. we would have saw a few more uh, pages. But the other character, you know, he's very—it's not quite the same situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his name, uh, all these characters—I I'm, uh, I named them after students that I had. So, so Josiah was a student. Dina. I was think I remember you doing that before. Yeah, Did you uh, do that in the uh, first worlds away. Yeah, Mackenzie and um, Mackenzie and Cam are my students, and Serenity. They're all my student, well, previous students. Mm-hmm. The, this character that we meet later on, maybe like two, honestly, it's like two or three pages um, after that. Um, he is in a similar situation, but we'll see how they differentiate, especially when they accept the second offer, um, where where they say, "Hey." If you want your soul back, uh, you're going to have to do this. And I'm going to let you, uh, I mean, you know, if we're lucky enough to tell that story, Dina, Dina's ready to go. All right, hey, I'm, yeah. I want soul back. This other character, he he's on the fence a little bit. And that's where, um, that's where kind of the conflict grows. Um, that's where the story kind of develops because, you know, they only got one chance to do this thing. Um, are they willing to do it? Dina, mm-hmm. she's, she's, Dina's my girl. She's she's ready to do it. Um, but this other character, um, and he he's he's a similar situation. He sees he sees his um his manager stealing money from him, and and then he's like, hey, Josiah's like, hey, I'm letting you in on secrets, bro, bro. He's stealing money on you. Do what you got to do. Are you willing to do that? Um, and then he starts questioning everything. Right. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really fun to um play around in that. Um, especially especially 
when you when I have motivations like or or inspirations like The Last of Us. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you played it or watched it, but there one of the inspirations was The Last of Us about how desperate people can get, mm-hmm. how gritty this world can be, how hard this world can be. Uh, but it was fun. It's fun yeah. writing it, um, and I, I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully, we can tell this story. Yeah, I, I find it intricate that, like, in comic books, there's always been uh, singular incarnations of the devil, whether it's been Lucifer <laughs> or uh, Mephisto, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malabosia from Spawn. Uh, shoot, even in, in Mad Cave, there was that title, The Devil the Devil That Wears My Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, and or or even the way that this, this character is, like, being, or, or Dina, her character when I'm looking at those preview pages of being seduced in such a way it almost reminds me of like M. Night Shyamalan's devil yeah. with the elevator scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like all those all those people were in that elevator for a reason and yeah you start to go through their stories one by one and how the devil just basically brought them all to be in one singular place in one time and honestly yeah I mean that's a great comparison because one of the things that we see is that the characters don't know Dina mm-hmm. and character that we haven't revealed yet. Um, Desmond, his name is Desmond. Um, they have a connection in some kind of way. Um, I get that. And then, you know, that's when it gets even more twisted. Um, mm-hmm. That's later on down the road. That I figured we'll it was going to be a crash course. Yeah, there's going to be there. there and, you know, it's weeks, months, years later down the line. Well, I would say months. I wouldn't say years, but maybe months that we see um, how how far Josiah planned this in advance, and he he has nothing but time on his hands. He's been in this he's been in this realm for centuries doing what he does. So yeah, he's putting the chess pieces ar- around, and um, there is a collision course on the way that I'm really excited uh, about. Um, but I will say we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, Because I'm really excited Um, when I came up with the ending and the ending um, for all four issues is planned up to be four. Um, I I kind of. I shuffled them around. Um, This part goes here um, and I scrapped the ending, rewrote it, scrapped the ending, rewrote it. Um, But what we landed on, um, I'm really, really excited about. Um, And again, it goes back to, you know, those human elements that. Yeah, uh, that desperation. Um, how we grow from our desperation? Are we able to? Um, are we able to pick ourselves up from such lows? So the lowest of lows. Are we able yeah. to do that? Are we willing to do that? Um, and those are just some of the things that I wanted to explore. Um, but it's fun. It was really fun. It's funny because in reading this book and hearing you talk about this book, the the things that the pivotal emotions that you're basically choosing to talk about mm-hmm. are also draping into the characters that you're now creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, that, I mean, I, have you always like, like this type of stuff? I mean, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like almost like a dark fantasy. Yeah. Um, like, and that's one of the things that I try to do with anything, any story. Um, mm-hmm. And we might have talked about this. I know I talked about this in, in a few interviews. Um, and that goes back to, again, The Last of Us. One of the things that the creator of The Last of Us says, you know, it, 
you know, there's a there's complicated storytelling. There's people like Christopher Nolan who can write super complex stories about, you know, the plot goes down for all over and back mm -hmm. and forth and things like that. But the crux of Neil Druckmann, um, who's the creator of The Last of Us, the writer of The Last of Us, right? Uh, one of the things that he said is, you know, for him, he writes simple stories um, or simple plots. You know, in The Last of Us, it was just Joel and Ellie and they're trying to get to wherever. Simple plot, simple story, but complex characters. Um, and mm -hmm. really, that's where I try to, I really try to do. Because right now in my in my writing, I don't have the mind, <laughs> I don't have the mind or the time to put together this huge um, plot. But mm -hmm. I think I have a good grasp. Um, and the and the and my readers probably let me know. Uh, oh yeah. I I think I have a good grasp of making uh, the characters feel human. Uh, I think I have a good grasp of, you know, making the characters feel real, making real decisions, um, doing something. If we're put into this crazy um, position or if they have this crazy opportunity, I think uh, a lot of the decisions that Dina makes or Desmond makes or Serenity, That's I think true. a lot of us make those decisions. One thing I've always uh, that's always struck in a lot of these storylines, generally when somebody makes a bargain or better yet, in even a deal with the devil is that they come to find out that the other side isn't as good as they mm -hmm. thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's part of it. That's, um, that's, ain't always the, greener. Yeah. that's the monkey, uh, the monkey's paw. I don't know if you ever. Mm -hmm. um, and that was another thing, because, um, you know, I was teaching last year. Um, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I think I did teach it last year. One of the things that I do every Halloween season is read the monkey's paw. Uh, but I, again, that's kind of the last of us, the monkey's paw, things like that. That was um, kind of the inspiration. But I also wanted to add that extra layer. And you see a lot of the monkey's paw. When they get mm -hmm. what they want, is it really um, what they're yeah. looking for? And, you know, I, I hear a lot of horror stories in the comic book industry, man. Hey, I promise you, I, uh, I'll i be submitting my stories to Scout, to Image, to Mad Cave, all these places. Uh -huh. I don't hear nothing back. Um, but, you know, I, I, Mad Cave has a great, um, has a great, great reputation. Scout has a good, great, great reputation. Image have a great reputation. But, you know, I hear these horror stories. Hey, you get, you sign on the dotted line. Uh, but, hey, That's when's possible. your book coming out? When's your book coming? I don't know. They, the publisher didn't let me know. Um, mm -hmm. And then they, a lot of times the creators are stuck in some limbo. Right. Um, so, you know, that's another thing that we look at too. Is it really, is this dream of yours? Is it really something that you want? Mm -hmm. Are you really willing to put um, these things in place? Are you willing to do this in order to get a goal, to achieve a goal that you might not even like at the end of the day? Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it's good to have a, a good brand name to back you. Yeah. But all in all, when it's like, when it's said and done, like you have many published works mm -hmm. that you've done yourself. Mm -hmm. And you've self-published them because of the crowd that you've been able to create and yeah. the fans you've been able to attract who have continuously bought your stories, whether it's been issue one, two, three. Right. Someone yeah. Yeah, and so, some people do like, that, man. Some people yeah, like that's that's my income. Like some people yeah. do that for the living, and yeah, I and some I people do the people really out. speedy with all that and everything. That's fine, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But that's also a goal. That's what they do, man. Yeah, like 
and you know those are two sides of the same story like hey you got some people on kickstarter shout out to pat chan um he does all the cheeky comics you know he does all that stuff and he does like that that dude he's making a living off of it he just he just did a kickstarter dog dog he um he's he launched today and he's been in the game like almost like six, seven, eight years. So mm-hmm. he has a, he has a following. But he tweeted out today and said he had the, the best first day launch he's ever had thirty five thousand dollars day one. Uh, and it's not even. Uh, but that's what we that's what they talk about. Yeah, that's yeah. consistency. Like that's you, what they talk about. Like, am I really? Should I really want to get published? Or does Dina really want to get published when she can be a? If you know, do your research, and she can do she can self publish, and you know, keep your owner ownership of your story, and you know, yeah. some people that's what they do, man. Look, a lot of people don't under are under the assumption that commercialism can mm-hmm. be the key to prosperity, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but sometimes the indie route, as I've chosen to read about, has granted somebody the creative control to write the story that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has the opportunity to grasp the artists that they want, the editors that they want. However they want to build the comic that they want to build is generally on them. Right. And then all of a sudden, pretty much out of, out of nowhere, then your your base starts to grow. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you you put out four projects and you're like, damn, they've all got funded. They're like, I must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah. And there's a like... That's why, you know, that's why I follow these creators like Patch and like Chris Moses. I know you did an interview with um yeah. Anthony Stokes. Shout out to Anthony yep. Stokes, man. He's, you know, he started around the same time I do it. I mm-hmm. did. And now he's he's building his brand. He's building his his fan base and he's getting funded like that, too. That's, mm-hmm. um, so he knows what he's doing. Um, and, you know, there's um there's different ways to do it. There's no one right answer. Yeah. Um, the one thing I can say about all three of you, um, and note because I've talked to all three of y'all, mm-hmm. is that you all started out with one singular book that you got funded um, that was like your baby, your initial baby. Yeah. Chris had the Saturn effect. Uh, Anthony had the K. You had mm-hmm. World's Way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like the audience got taken for another ride. It's like, oh, not only that, I can also do other genres. Yeah. Boom. Here comes <laughs> trying not to die. Here comes Nottingham. And it's like, wait, what? Like you actually can, you can write this stuff and be very poignant in how you're describing everything. Like when, uh, what was it? Anthony, Anthony Stokes started to do tap or die. It was like, he just went from like this mental health, uh, strenuated circumstance, uh, of a character to a wrestling comic. Yeah. And it was like, oh shit, okay, cool. Yeah, and he can do that. I mean, like, and those are the those are the creators, honestly. Literally, all three of them. Charles Stickney. Um, Charles Stickney also, too. Yeah, they those are the ones I kind of emulate or I try to emulate. Um, you know, because I see them doing it a certain way, um, and they have the mindset for that. Man, they um, you know they know what their audience wants. Um, but beyond that, they tell a lot of dope stories too, man. Tapper yeah. Dial is dope, man. Um, yeah. And you know, and I love that. I love that title, man. I remember he tweeted, uh, 
you know, it was a uh, it's a callback to uh, Trapper Die by Young Jeezy. Trapper so, Die. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that is one of the dopest um, titles I've ever heard. Yeah. I think it's got one of his books funded too. I think number two, Trapper. Or it's I think it's it's still live right now. Trapper Die. Yeah, I think two. it's about it's about to finish up. It's like yeah. uh, it's like a couple he days six thousand plus easy mm-hmm. easy um but, but yeah that's the that's also a void because the la- i told him i said the last uh wrestling comic that came out indie wise was dual powerbomb so i was like yeah. outside of that it was like okay that went away there's now a void in like the wrestling comic realm it's like okay, somebody's looking for that what's, what's out there boom done yeah <laughs> you know i don't know if he i don't know if he planned that but you know that's a good you know, that's a good, a great shoe to try to fill because Dual Powerbomb was my favorite comic of that year, man. Word up. And now, was, now look at Daniel Warren. Yeah. Doing Transformers. But how is it with Transformers? And and that shit looks sick. <laughs> <laughs> it looks that's, insane. Yeah. Hopefully, um, he was at um Heroes Con last year. I'm gonna try to get some him to some to sign something for me. Uh, that's uh, by all accounts, I haven't met him, but everyone says he's a nice guy. So, but see, like I remember when we first talked, and we talked about like, uh, what other genres have you always wanted to step into? Like, I don't even believe you even told me that horror was even one of them. Yeah, yeah, one of man, and you know, I've always had try not to die in the back of my brain. Um, I was such a fan. which is awesome, by the way. I'm gonna yeah. bring it Shout up. Shout out again. to Kenneth Laster. I'm gonna try to hey, message everyone if y'all listening and y'all read trying not to die. Tell him let's get started on issue number two soon. Sure. Um, but yeah, my dad, he would. I remember him just watching old eighty. Well, it was old to me. Um, you know the eighties, seventies horror movies, and those are the things that I kind of base try not to die on. I remember watching Children of the Corn with my dad when I was little. I remember watching yes. Halloween, and Mordecai, <laughs> and yeah, play and Candyman, all that stuff. Um, that stuff was stuck in my brain until I die. Um, so those are the things I really wanted to call that back. Um, um, cause shout out my dad, shout out to my dad, man. That guy's a yeah, he had a huge that, you told me that's that's your that's your comic hero right there. That's a comic guy, man. Yeah, word big up, big old nerd, big old nerd, just like me. But that's Bro. the homie. And, and see, that's awesome, man. The fact that he had the ability to showcase a lot of horror movies towards you. Yeah, he's a little kid, little kid, but sit him down, like watch this. And I'm sure it was dope at that time. You know what I'm saying? To watch Candy, how were you? How old were you when you watched Candyman? Man, maybe five years years old and, and i he, remember the bees and the, oh, and, the and the hook oh my god here's the craziest thing about candy man that i always seem to put out there candy man the setting is cabrini <laughs> green projects mm-hmm. in chicago which was like a no notorious pro- housing projects in the middle of chicago like on the south right. side yeah and <laughs> like literally the the horror villain is is has scared the entire from floor to floor. Everybody knows about old boy. Yeah, yeah, and that's what nuts. that's what it is, man. Which is nuts because any other like uh, horror villains, you know, like he's in a nice neighborhood, a suburb. Freddy Krueger, <laughs> yeah. nice neighborhood. Jason Voorhees, campground. Mm-hmm. Nah, Candyman, Candyman's projects, hundred floors, straight in the project, straight in the hood, man, and uh, and you know. 
And I think that's one of the things that I appreciated about it. I, I'm going to admit, I didn't watch the new one yet. I need to watch the new one. But real talk, that's one of the things that we um, that I really that I, I really didn't appreciate until I really thought about it um, was like, like you said, you know, a lot of these things in the suburbs and like like million dollar homes get chased in million yeah. dollar homes. But... Screen, they, what was it? The, the girl was running down like a private driveway. She couldn't. Yep. Get there's, <laughs> there's no houses around or anything like that. And the candy man is boy straight straight up in Chirac. Bang bang. <laughs> Bro, they generations of black families not looking in the mirror and saying his name. I still won't do it. You couldn't pay me to no, do it. No, you couldn't pay me to do it. Absolutely <laughs> not. Not, yeah. not at all. Shout out, shout out to Canada Plaster, man. That is that's the home. He's in um I'm gonna try to get him to come to Heroes Con. He's a Atlanta-based um okay. I'm Charlotte. I'm Charlotte. I didn't yeah, I, I, I thought he was North Carolina like you. No, I actually just connect. I just hey, because what happened was I just saw his art. I said, hey man, I'm trying to do this horror comic, and he said, pitch it to me. And then um, I let him know what it was, and you know, mm -hmm. thank God he was on board because that that cover right there, I am absolutely in love with that cover. That that's one of look, the things. This is dope. That, yeah, hopefully, you know, that's one of the ones I actually, you know, I, I pitched the publishers. We haven't had anyone bite yet. Um, we did have one, um, but we kind of pumped the brakes on that one. Shout out to that publisher. Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of waiting on the right one, but I'm absolutely like, I'm so thankful for Kenneth Lassie because that book is um, specifically the art and that cover. I think it's yeah. something special. I think it's honestly, I think it's something special. So you've done a lost in space family type sci-fi <laughs> yep. you've done uh a sort of slasher type yeah. type joint <laughs> uh you are now stepping in the realm of a very dark sinister overload of a very gothic figure in the yeah. devil yeah what 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 else you want to do man i'm after this you know, because I didn't want to get pigeonholed into the same fantasy type thing. So I, so you know, doing try not to die, doing center takes. I was very intentional, uh, but I have something else in the works uh, with the dope artist. Um, there's nothing. I don't have any pages yet. I do have some character designs. Um, I'm, I'm stepping back into uh, fantasy, the fantasy action type world. Uh, one of the things that I think is missing, like um, epic fantasy. Epic fantasy is. Okay. Um, you know, black characters in these, you know, these huge fantasy type stories. Um, so we're going to see a little bit of that. Um, it's I, I describe it as um, uh, what did I say? I said uh, Avatar, the last airbender or the legend of Korra uh, meets um, uh, Age of Ultron or it meets the Terminator. Um, so it's this fantasy world um, gets taken over or an an AI, an AI crash lands on a fantasy type world. And, you know, 15 years later, they're still reeling from that. Um, so we get to see magic, we get to see spells, we get to see wizards, witches, dragons, but it is all contrasted with um, this um, Ultron type. Yeah, it's almost mag magic versus science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Again, I don't have anything laid down yet. Uh, but hopefully we can get a Kickstarter running um, soon, hopefully by the start of summer break for me.
then I'll really be able to focus on promoting it and marketing it. My man. Well, hey, I appreciate you doing this with me. Yeah, man, absolutely. Anytime, dog, I should have reached out to you um, earlier, but I'm glad you, um, I'm, you know. I'm glad. I appreciate you, man. For sure. And I know you got you got a couple weeks left in the campaign. Yeah, I got like a week and a half. We got like, I think it ends on the 23rd. If y'all are listening to this before the 23rd at 11 a.m., mm-hmm. I need y'all to do me a favor. Please go to Kickstarter. Um, type uh, search up center takes all and help us out Um, we're gonna need every every one of you guys ever watched Dragon Ball Z and he did the spirit bomb and he was just asking people for some power that's what that's what we need right now Um, the enemies just sat there and watched him just yeah just watch them do it Watched him grow the whole damn thing it took three episodes but he he did it yeah probably four or five episodes took a whole week (laughs) <laughs> but, oh, but yeah um hit up kickstarter y'all if y'all if y'all don't know what i'm talking about you can go to bit.ly slash center takes all ks bit.ly slash center takes all ks and um help us out it's real dope shout out to sunando c who's our artist he works for right. get some books for vault he did a book for, oh, he actually did Stranger Things, an issue of Stranger Things, so that's dope. Nice. Um, and he did an image book as well. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to have him on my side. That's what's happening, man. Well, look, man, this was great. I'm, I, I want to be able to push this out as much as possible. So for everybody out there, Damian Becton, go get Center Takes All live on Kickstarter for the next, I'm going to say, 10 to 12 days. Yeah. So they're opportunities out there for everybody involved to go out there and see it always good having you bro worlds away try not to die now we got center takes all it's all it's all relative absolutely hey i appreciate you my dear brother man thank you for having me on man absolutely anytime man so for james grandmaster facts damian becton center takes all we are out